said at the beginning of the, 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 the schmoozing for the, that I would like to go through various different topics which I feel are relevant to the, as a Ventura to deal with. Um, we spoke about Lima Natura. Obviously, the Schusrishan goes to Lima Natura. That's the primary thing that a Bokhar has to deal with. Um, that's why, but uh, obviously, the next thing is, is together with, with, with her is Tefillah. The, the Musig of the challenge, part of the process of being in Yeshiva is learning how to daven. So you learn, you learn how to read all the pages and how to dab when you're a young, young, young boy. And then at some point we're supposed to graduate from that into a different type of tefillah. And we grapple with tefillah. We grapple with the, the Hatzlacha and tefillah, uh, Kavon and tefillah. Uh, you know, we read, you, you read, you read the, 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 the Gedalim stories about the Kesha that they had to tefillah. And we look at ourselves, and we don't see the same type of kesher to tefillah. And uh, so people look for different takbulas, how to do that. And some of them, uh, you know, obviously they help. But, uh, but sometimes you, a little bit we want to talk about, like, why is it so difficult? And maybe, maybe we can find a way to make it less difficult. Um, so that's going to be tonight. I do want to talk about Hanukkah. But so we still have two two more shmuz and this before Hanukkah. So and then we'll go back to Tefillah a little bit also before we go on to the, to the next topic. Um, so the first word let's let's translate let's translate a word. We need to, we need to define our terms. We talk about kavana and Tefillah. You have to have kavana. So what does the word kavana mean? You ask an average person, says, you know, you, 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 you understand Pirish Amilis, you understand what you're saying, you're thinking about what you're saying, you understand what you're saying, etc. Um, and that, I think that's obvious, that, that that's true. Ravari Kaplan suggests that the word Kavana, we know that the word in Lashon Akardish, the, the word Kivun, is a direction. So it's directed thought, as opposed to something which is sort of like happening. I'm the person who's directing it. Now, I don't know about you, but by me, my thoughts are very, you know, very independent. I think about things whether I want to think about them or not. I don't think about it anymore, so of course you've got to keep thinking about it. I want to think about this, focus on this, just this right now. I don't say focus. Right? I try to keep, work something through, and some, some stupid idea keeps coming, popping into my head. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's somewhere along, along the lines of like a very, you know, independent teenager getting inside your head and like sort of getting, you know, doing whatever he wants. Whatever you tell him to do, he doesn't listen. That's part of being, you know, that's sort of like the, so you relate to the, the ability to concentrate. But there are moments when we don't have that problem. Most of us are having a conversation with somebody that, that, that we're friendly with, you know, we feel, you know, we're close to, and we're enjoying the conversation, we stay focused. We're sort of, we're, we're, we're with them. The story is interesting, the idea is interesting. I, I want to hear from this person what they have to say. And we sort of stay focused. It's not so hard to stay focused. So are there are moments where, strangely enough, the makshava sort of goes where we want it to go. But if you try and make the makshava go somewhere, it doesn't go. It just doesn't work. The makshava is not really into being told what to do. 
So I share the story, share it again. Revolver says a line, two lines about tefillah, different places, which are, he's 100% right. We know that he's right. We almost can't relate to them. In reality, let's see if we can try to bring it to reality a little bit. He writes that people ask the problem and say they have this problem, you know, it's the same words again and again and again. So how can, how can you say, how can you have Kavana? He says, I don't, I don't understand the problem. So he writes, I, says, I, don't, I don't understand the problem. He says, a person grows. A person grows, so his needs, his thoughts, his ideas, his relationship with the Kaddish Baruch who changes. So the tefillah is different. He says, he never experienced one tefillah should be the same as the next. Because from chakras to mincha, you grew as a person. So your mincha is different than your chakras. As we write. So you look at it and say, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, you know, so now what's supposed to be with me? You know, like, you know, I'm done. If that's, you know, like, it's, like, it's, it's like a different world. And then he writes a different place. He says, you know, that it's, davening is, is the, most, the most logical, easiest thing in the world. Like, it shouldn't be difficult at all. human being comes to his creator. He is given an opportunity to speak to him. What could be more valuable than that? What could be more precious than that? And you talk. That's what tefillah is supposed to be. He says, if you see a person like having difficulty and forcing himself and pushing, right, you see the person like trying to be macabre, etc., you should know he's not, he's, he's, he's not really davening. Because davening is supposed to be something which is natural. Davening is the act of a human being recognizing that there's a creator and talking to him. Like, what's, if we would truly connect to that, it would be the most logical thing in the world. I had a chavar in yeshiva who's a grandson of Rabbi Vidar Miller, Zatzal. He told me that his zeda used to daven in a conversational tone. Because he's talking to, he's talking to somebody. Right, so, and he would, after, would do it in that tone just to, to stress himself that he's talking to somebody. That's how he would say the bracha. He didn't sing it. He didn't dance it. He didn't scream it. He didn't yell it. He didn't repeat it 15 times. He just said, good morning. Good morning, Hashem. How are you today? I'm doing very well. So happy to see you. We don't have this, like, fight. I'm talking to the guy next to me. He's like, uh, good, good, good. Good morning. You know, like, you know, how are you? Good morning. How are you? Da, 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 da. We don't need to sing to be able to have kavana when we talk to somebody. We don't need to scream it. We don't need to yell it. We don't need to force ourselves to have kavana to talk to somebody because we're talking to somebody. It's the most natural thing in the world. So you start wondering, like, when we look at people during davening, it's like, like, you know, it's not clicking. You know, there's the people who sing for davening, and they give some hisar, they're hisar with, with singing during davening. It's beautiful. Right? Uh, my wife does tell me that, you know, that Rabbi Tadalam, you know, is involved very much in Kirov. So one of the women who became from to Rabbi Tadalam once said to my wife, he says, you know, she's now like an established woman in the community. He says, you know, the first time I went to the Tadalams for Shabbos, it was the strangest feeling. Says we're in the middle of like having a conversation. All of a sudden, you started singing. It's like, 
like in the middle of a musical, like a movie, sh movie, musical movie, you know, like, you know, you just start dancing in the middle of the, you know, all of a sudden in the middle, you're having a Shabbat. I, I thought about it, it's true, like Thanksgiving dinners, most people don't start, in the middle of the dinner, they start singing, you know. They start singing songs in the middle of the dinner. It's not normal, you know, like, you know it's, it's, am I in the middle of a movie right now? Like, what's going on? So th that's, you know, we're having this conversation, I just start singing to you, so nice to see you. Like, I mean, really, you know, I imagine people who are professionals in the opera, that probably happens, sort of like, you know, come home to breakfast to their wife for the sake of morning. My dear, it's so nice to see you. I, okay, but really. If you think about it, it, it's such a logical point. If the Russian was real, we know that. And we know he's listening and we're talking to him. It should be natural. That's a robust point. So you read the piece, and you wonder, like, what, what, what do we do wrong? Like, Rabbi Tversky brings a story. He was once by the Kaisel, and he said by the Kaisel, and he's davening, and they bring this elderly, blind, Sardi Jew to the Kaisel next to him. So he caresses the stones, he kisses the stones, and he starts talking to a to Hashem. And he says, you know, I really, I, you know, it's really not my business to listen to somebody else's conversation with the Kodesh Baruch but he was right next to him and he was talking loud enough that it's very hard not to hear him. And he starts telling Hashem about his day. So, you know, I woke up this morning and it's like, you're right, it was Baruch Hashem, thank you so much that I was able to get up this morning and my feet weren't working so well, but, you know, they still work, I really appreciate it, thank you so much. And then he would just, and he's doing this. And Rabbi Tversky writes the story. He says, you know, I realized at that moment I probably never have davened in my life. He says, when did I realize when he said something? He says, oh, I'm sorry, I told you that already yesterday. He knew Hashem was listening. Why am I, and he said, I told you that yesterday. I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm sorry, I told you that yesterday. It was the same type of conversation you would have with a friend. It was a real conversation. So I told you that yesterday. I'm so, oh, I'm sorry. He was so clear that he was talking to Hashem that he had apologized for repeating himself. He says, that's what I realized. I've never davened in my life. That was Rabbi Tversky's says over the story. I, I had a personal Misa. goes back to my travel days. Um, the bill came in. I had no way to pay the bill. I needed a certain amount of money by the end of the week. It was way beyond my reach. So my wife, you know, we were talking about it over lunch. Some, so, no idea. I, can't, I have no idea what to do. I went to Mincha. You know, I told my wife, I have to go to Mincha. I have to go to Mincha. I go to Mincha. I get to Mincha, and I say, and I say to myself, I don't understand. Do you believe what you just said? So why are you nervous? And if the purpose of Tefillah isn't anything but to stop being nervous, so why am I going back to the next Pasuk? I need to believe this Pasuk. I need this Pasuk to talk to me. I need this Pasuk to change me. So I'm going to repeat this Pasuk till I calm down. Till I absorb that Pesach is Shedecho So I'm not going to be nervous. I don't know how many times I repeated the Pasuk. It did not happen once or twice. It took a few times. And I said, like, who am I fooling? The purpose of Tefillah is to be affected by it. 
purpose of tefillah is that it should talk to you. The purpose of tefillah is that you should have a conversation. Your person has a very big dagger in their head, and they, they make an appointment with an autumn godel just to talk it out. Without even getting any aids. They just need to, need to share it with somebody, and, they, and they, he's, a, he's a good listening ear, etc. They go and they speak to him. He didn't say a word back. He just listened to you. He nodded his head a few times. So they are here. It's very difficult. You feel much better because he spoke it out. There's somebody who cares who's listening. Whether he'll take care of it or not, that's not the point. Just he cares, he's listening. You just feel better. Well, that's what chakras is supposed to be. You just feel better. You spoke it out with somebody. Yeah, I didn't hear the answer. I'm not sure what he's what what the solution is. I don't know. But there's somebody that I trust that I that, that cares. That I, I that I know was li listened. I just feel better getting off my heart. And Calvin Carmel, when I know that he can take care, and he will take care, as he sees fit, because that's his job, it's his decision, he will take care. My job is to share. My job is to, to recognize that, that, that by sharing, instead of keeping it inside of myself, by sharing with, with, with the Kodesh by sharing with him, I've done my responsibility of giving over this part of who I am to Kodesh Baruch And when I've done that, he'll do whatever he wants, but he's, he's fit. But I trust him. So I think that, we, that you know, if, we, if we approach Tefillah from that angle, it's supposed to, you, know, you have to have Kavanah. So we're going to have a kibbutz. So you, know, you work on understanding Pirish Mills, which of course you have to know Pirish Mills. Something you're saying, you know, you're walking into a kibbutz, and no, 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 you know, that's not the point. But then you start noticing. But if 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 feel is an act of you actually talking to Kodesh Baruch so what's on your mind will sort of come out. It doesn't fit perfectly to that word. You know what? That's 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 not necessarily the point for now. He used to say, he says, you know, I mean, he said it as a, uh, you get the idea when you hear the line. It was very sharp. He says, a bark, when he's holding the Shaduchim, it's Rosh Hashanah, it's still like this. Hubachain, Shidduch, Tain, Shidduch, Pathacha, Shidduch. Right? That's, that's, you know, the Rosh Hashanah was, no, no, Hubachain, Shidduch, Tain, Shidduch, Pathacha, Shidduch, you know. Right? Is that bad? I want to ask the Rishiva Rukhaim, like, you know, Malchus and Rosh Hashanah, you're supposed to be Mechav and Malchus, you, you forget about your own needs, and just, he says, you know what, like, who are you kidding? He didn't say it like that, but that's, what, that's what, how I would say it in Zerah Zerah. We're not holding by Madrigas of being Mechav and the Malchus of the Kodesh Baruch and, you know, I, 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 nothing in my mind, just the Malchus of the Kodesh Baruch and, you know, whatever happens to me, I couldn't care less, I just love the Kodesh Baruch so much, Malchus. So I have a better idea. Malchus means the Bershom runs the world, and you that you recognize he runs the world. So when you ask for your truck, you are being mas you're recognizing Malchus. So use that as a vehicle for Malchus. But don't fool yourself that you don't care. Now, there's certain people don't, that, that doubt in Rosh Hashanah don't, don't think about the Shalom either because they don't believe in Rosh Hashanah. But a person who emes believes that it's a, this is a Zman of Din, and there's a decision which is being made, and you have to feel it to make a difference. So use that as a vehicle for Malchus. So is not so bad after all, or It wasn't saying it as a mile, but you know, but 
That, that was what. So you want to recognize the Ramus of Akadosh Boruchu. So, okay. Use, you're having difficulty learning? It's bothering you? So daven for it. David for it during daven. Daven for it. Not during daven. Rebazil Tauber writes, he says, that, he says that he recognized that some of his best feelers were said at the negotiating table. He's a, he, was, he, was, he was a very successful businessman. He said, please let him accept the, the terms of the deal. Please let him accept the terms of the deal. Like those were some of his best feelers. Honestly. He, he, he says, and some of his best deals were made in, 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 in davening. Through Tzvila, he was Zeichel to see out the Shemaya, and Mela Bresham did. The Iker Tzvila has to come from a feeling of Ahava. I once saw Rabbi Yama Zilber makes a suggestion. Why do you call it davening? Where's the word, where does this word davening come from? Davening. He suggests it's actually a corruption of, of, of Aramaic, of da'avunun, of our fathers. And you think about it, the first bracha of Shemun Esrei, what exactly is that, that bracha about? We know that bracha is ma'akev. I, I mentioned this idea, I don't think I mentioned it this year during Elul, I mentioned it like two years, last year during Elul. Tubachim come to me, Motzi Yom Kippur. Right after Nila. Right after Nila. One Bachar says, you know, I mean, still this man in Nila, they get, you know, Rebbe, you know, Nila is the most important, arguably the most important field of the year, but, you know, I was exhausted. I pushed myself and I had Kavana during the first Baracha. After that, I lost it. You know, it was a wash. I said the words, you know, I just, I couldn't. So other brother says to me, he says, Rebbe, you know, I had my most ex exhilarating, inspiring, overpowering Neil in my life. Every word but Kavan, except for the first bracha, my mind was totally, I was out of there. So what's the halacha? Kavan in the first bracha is ma'akev. So the second guy wasn't going to Neil, the first guy was. Like, really? This guy was Pashat Imamish, he was in, he was in, you know, in Ganeid and Hatacht and Halyan and everything in between, you know, during the Nila. But the first bracha he missed. This guy was Pashat, it was a machine saying words, except for the first bracha. He's Yaitzen, he's not. Really? So what's so important about the first bracha? How is that Kaveya, the Tefillah, to such an extent that I could pass him, this guy's Yaitzen, this guy's not Yaitzen? So what is the first bracha? So now, some of you have heard this muscle from me. If you haven't remembered what I've said to this point, when you hear the muscle, you remember this, you'll remember. Okay, so I'm walking from my house to Yeshiva. You know, Silver Spring is an interesting place. You know, different things happen. So I'm walking along and, yeah, remember the story? So far, anybody remember the story yet? Okay, good, thank you. Somebody, at least. Also, someone? No, no, it's not finished. All right. So I'm shaking the a Rebbe, you know, so I, you know, more of some happen once in a while, like, you know, I hear a voice saying Rebbe Reingold. Awesome, yeah. Look around, there's nobody there, okay? See, either I'm a Rebbe, as a Moifus, or I need psychological help, um, right? I like to believe it's the first, not the second, like, what's going on? What am I hearing? It's a heavenly voice speaking to me, right? Okay? I look around again, 
Rabbi Rangold, I look down and there's a little monoscula, there's a little ants talking to me, you know. Couldn't happen? Okay, whatever, okay, don't answer the question. Rabbi Rangold, we have such harokas for you. We, we think you're so wonderful. We've titled you now, from now on, the Rabbi of the Ants. Rabbi of the Ants. All the ants have turned us out harokah for you. Now, what was the joke I said? Like, remember the next step was the joke has come with this. When you're a rabbi, you take any cover you can get. It's worth it. Right? Okay, even if it's just from the ants, you'll take it. But really, like, is that a, do I feel better now that the ants think I'm like, really good? Really? The, the, it's so far removed from who I am and what I live in, I couldn't care less what the ants think about me. The Rosh Hashanah Bracha he says, you want to praise me? You want to say what? You're Choshev? Because you're Lekei Abraham. You're the God of Abraham. The gap between the and Abraham is greater than the gap between me and the ants. I couldn't care less what the ants think about me. And if you give me a praise, oh, you're the Choshev Rabbi of the ants. Oh, wow, I feel better now. I've given Shevach to a Kodesh Baruch He's Lekei Abraham. Really? What are we saying? What we're saying is the following. The Russian loves us so much. And he cares about us so much that he's willing to say, what is his praise? That he's the God of, of us. The very island which is greater than the universe. Physically, just think about that. Rechimichal Tukhachinsky, the several to several Geshachayim, he also wrote a sefer in, 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 the, in 1953, there was the Birch HaZachama. So he wrote a sefer, Tukuf HaZachama, Birch in honor of the, you know, of the upcoming Birch HaZachama. So in the beginning, he writes a, he writes a, a Machshavas Musr. So at that point in time, the scientists, you know, they were, the astronomers, they were very excited. They were building a telescope, the Hale Observatory in Mount Palomar in, in, the, in California. It was the largest telescope which built up to that point in time. And they're going to unlock the secrets of the universe. They're going to finally figure everything out. It's going to make so much sense. They're going to be able to think things they never saw before. And the mom is, now they're going to figure out the, the Chachma of the Bria. He says, Imagine the following. Okay, everybody say, imagine with me, okay? A ball, right? Picture a ball in your mind. A ball the size of this room, okay? Ball the size of this room. Got it with me? Ball the size of this room? Yeah? How many guys picturing a ball the size of this room? I know I'm crazy. Just, just, just work with me, okay? I got two, okay. That's not bad. Means, means three people were admit, willing to admit it, Another probably 10 are doing it. And other things like that, he's mamish, like really he lost it. It's a hard drive here, I guess. Okay. On the ball, there's a speck of dust. How big is that speck of dust compared to the ball? A billionth? Right? Speck of dust on this gigantic ball. Okay. On the speck of dust, there's molecules. Size of molecules compared to the what molecule does compared to the the ball, quadrillions. 
In the molecule, there's atoms. And on the atom, there's a little guy saying, I'm going to figure out the secrets of this ball. There's a universe, there's a galaxy, there's a solar system, there's a planet, there's a continent, there's a state, there's a mountain. There's a little guy on top saying, I'm going to figure it all out. That was his, about Machshevus Musa. Take that Machshevus Musa and think about, and the version comes along and says, it's bigger than that, and says, and I'm the God of that little guy over there on the, on the atom. That's who I am. That's how much he loves us. Tefillah is the version that says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow you to approach me because I care about you so much that I'm going to allow you, you less than an ant, and ask for whatever you want. And feel secure that I'm listening, and I'm taking care of you, and that I care about you. And to tell you that that's true, I'm going to allow you to call me Elokeinu, Elokei Aviseinu, Elokei Avraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yav. That's the whole purpose of tefillah. So that's why if you don't get the first bracha, you, you, you don't get it. So if the primary, if you look at the primary word of the first bracha, the primary word of the first bracha is the word bi'ahavo. Elokeinu, bi'ahavo. Elokei avuseinu, bi'ahavo. Elokei avraham, bi'ahavo. Goma chasadim tevim, bi'ahavo. Zerche chasdei obet, bi'ahavo. Maybe go up with nevenehem, l'man shmoi, bi'ahavo. Ba'avos is describing every single part of that bracha. Not stam ahavo, but an overwhelming outpouring of care and love from the most powerful being which exists, the only being which really exists. And he cares about me. And he's interested in to hear what I have to say. And if we can touch into that amashuhu, feel is not so hard anymore. It's just a ma even amashuhu, we can touch into that. Tefillah is the act of feeling that presence and feeling that, that, that security and feeling that warmth and that love and then saying, you know, Tata, I need to, you know, could you help me out? I need something. And knowing that he's listening and he cares. What do you do with Tefillah that Tefillah is unanswered? That's a separate conversation. What's the purpose of that? Why is it, why is it so hard sometimes? We'll get to that position. I think if we can just walk away with understanding that if you're jumping up and, up and, down, up and down during Tvila, you're still holding the younger version of it. And you're mature enough to move to, the, to an adult version of it. If you're singing during davening because your heart is so glad and the simple that the Barsham is here and he cares and he loves you, great. If you need the singing to inspire you, and if while you're singing you're thinking of the, the words of the niggin, by the way, where that came from, it's probably not a good idea. It's a distraction. And if you're screaming and yelling, now I, I went through those tukufas also as a bugger. I had the long, the long shorn acid tukufa, and I had the screaming tukufa, and I had the yelling tukufa, and I had the dancing tukufa, and I had the singing tukufa, you know, and. Uh, my Rebbein put up with me over the years. They were patients. Mishabura talked about it. The person who screams during Tefillah, I know the cleanest, the cleanest Hasidim do it, the Solon Hasidim do it. You know, okay, that's, that's the Messiah, fine. 
Mishabur has a strong lotion. He says that, uh, he says by the by the by Elio Har Carmel with the Mania Baal that they scream very loud. He says if you're screaming too loud, you should know you're you're getting into the world of the Mania Baal screaming to the Gechka. Because what we're saying is so Rabbi the Miller and he says that Misha says for the Kama. Adam is called Mava. According to Rav, Misha says, Mava, Mava is Adam. Im tiboyun, tiboyu, bo'oyu. Man seeks. Man is a seeker. He's looking. He's, di- he's asking for something. The nature of man is, is to recognize, to recognize our, our dependence on our creator and the fact that he's interested and he cares. You know, give me one more. There was a year that was nifted a few years ago, his name was Shlomo Hoffman. The Shlomo was a confidant of the he was a Talmud Mubik of Rabbi Isaac Sher, Slobodka Fevron. He was a psychologist. Rabshach held tremendous of him. There's Multiple stories of Shach would, would be meyites with him, send people to be meyites with him, etc. And he has a ha'ara. He says, "Man is the pinnacle of creation. There's no other living being which is so dependent on others like man. Child is born." It cannot do anything for itself. You know, a cat is born, a few, a few hours it's able to walk already. I, I hold it's one of the biggest rise against evolution. Survival of the fittest, so you know, so, so man is the top of the, the chain, right? So like this is the most illogical thing that man should be so, I mean, much of the child cannot function. You leave a child for, for a, a baby for 24 hours, he, he's gone. He has no ability to take care of himself. It's totally illogical. A child is, learns from very young age, ingrained in his being, that he has to come up to something outside of himself for help. The purpose of that lesson, and he learns to trust. There's somebody out there who will take care of him. And all he's do is cry. And there's like somebody, there's this, this warm hug taking care of him, day or night. Ingrained in the deep mahu of the, ma, ma, mahus of the child is that concept. The Chavis of Obis writes that you first learn to, re- not even to recognize the mother, but the, the source of nourishment from the mother, then the mother, then the father, and then Baryalam. Vershom ingrains in us this feeling that it's natural to trust a being beyond ourselves. And it's a feeling of being enveloped with love and care. And we need to learn how to transfer that to Kodesh Baruch Hu, and then tefillah will not be so challenging.